When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. So, we're also coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. If I said we are coming to you very live, no one would get the reference. It's a Honeymooners reference. I got it. I didn't watch we're the coming. Oh, I love the Honeymooners. What was it, Ralph or somebody like yeah, that? Yeah, Ralph yeah, and Ed yeah, you yeah. Know and it. Alice and you Trixie. Can't watch that. <clears throat> Trixie. That, that show. Trixie, Ralph. I, I remember, but. Comedy dates poorly, <clears throat> right? Like, if you listen to stuff from 30 years, not funny as it was 30 years ago. That show is like 60, 70 years old. It's still funny. Yeah, I used to know somebody but... around the way called Trixie, but it was a different Trixie. What? What? Packers oh, yeah. general <laughs> manager. Brian Good. I want to keep my job. That's all. <laughs> Jay, oh, yeah, try not to get. I just, I told y'all sometimes things be popping up in my head and Popped just comes in your out. head. I got you. Okay. So Gutekunst said Tuesday that, and this is a quote, guys, not a single person has called to inquire about quarterback Aaron Rodgers' availability via trade. Shocker. Must have bots doing it or something. <laughs> not, not a single contact made about a trade. Rodgers said on February 10th that his decision will come in the near future, and we have heard on this show. It's what? What did we say? March? I think it's March 8th. 8th? So what is the last March eighth is the last day I think they can franchise tag Devontae Devontae Adams six the, days. We're talking about under a week. Goodikens believes the team will know Rogers' decision before the new league year starts on March sixteenth, but March eighth is before March sixteenth. Right? Yeah. yeah. Here is the Packers GM. Yeah, there's no, no new updates, um, but I do think, um, you know, specifically with Aaron, I think he's got a, a very, um, you know, uh, tough process that he goes through to get himself ready to play every season. He's, it's a big commitment, and um, you know, he's done that for a long time, and um, it certainly shows in the results. And I think he feels he needs to do that to, to, to you know, to play the way at the level he plays at. And um, so I know that that weighs on him, but I think he's going through that now. Yeah, I think that's an obviously um, start of the new league year. There's a lot of decisions that have to be made before that, so that would be, that would be helpful. But um, um, you know, I would I would think we would know something before then. Not at all, Tom. Not at all. Not a single person. Yeah, Tom. Not a single person has contacted the team about a trade. Um, Key Jay, Key, let me let me ask you. Retirement is not a realistic option. Can we just take that off the table, right? He, he, dude ain't going to retire, right? I never okay. had it on the table. Okay, good, right. So, but people have been floating that nowadays. Okay, so is he ain't going to retire. Here's my question. Are there any teams other than the Green Bay Packers who you would say are actually in play? Let's start to have the most sober conversation we can about the possibilities <laughs> here. 
What are the possibilities really for Aaron Rodgers? Well, the general manager just said he hadn't gotten a single call, Tom. So the, the, the realistic possibilities to me is he's going back to Green Bay. Um, maybe he hadn't gotten a call because he's at the combine, and he is saying usually a lot of business is done at the combine. They get to chattering with each other, sitting in the stands by themselves, away from everybody, the lip readers, all that sort of stuff. Maybe those conversations take place at the combine with a potential suitor of Aaron Rodgers. But if I'm betting and, and everything is on the table, I'm betting he's going back to Green Bay. That's what I'm betting. Jay, you've lived 40 years of life. Although, so I'm not, I'm not asking for NFL expertise here, but you've been around. You've been at the highest level of professional mm-hmm. sports. You've dealt with contracts. You've done very well at different points in your life in business and all kinds of stuff like that. In your view, just with your world experience, you see what's going on. What are, what's real, like, handicap it for me. He goes back to Green Bay versus every other possibility there is. It just, when you hear Brian Goodikens talk, when he says things like, he's really going through a tough process right now, or it's a really big commitment, and we're seeing that obviously in the results on the back end, or we know this process really weighs heavily on him. That, to me, sounds like somebody that is trying to understand who his star athlete is and is trying to cater to him in every possible way to make sure that he recognizes, hey, I get what your process strategy is like, and we are here, we are open, and we want to make this continue to work. It just feels like ever since all these issues have happened, Brian Goodikens has been patching the ship. He's been laying down patchwork. Okay, hole here, plug it. Hole here, oh, issues with COVID, plug it. Like, he's been setting everything up, and if you're, I feel like if you're Aaron Rodgers, don't you like that? He's recognized it, by the way, because yes. Rodgers was highly critical of the front office, and, and the front office has done enough to show him that they have – I believe that people only change on the margins. People are who they are. But, but, but Goodenkunst and company has seemingly, to me at least, convinced Rodgers, according to his public statements – that they have changed in a way that he likes. Well, it's just communication. The biggest problem was communicating with him. They were not communicating with him. Or also, he walks in and says, hey, guys, this is what I think, and they're like, good, get out. Well, yeah, that's not communicating. (laughs) No, well, it's communicating something. Yeah, but that's that's not communicating. He wants to be involved in a real communication. Like, when you get rid of Jordy Nelson, let me know that you're getting ready to slice Jordy Nelson so my mind, all of a sudden, I don't want to walk in, hey, where's... Where's Nelson at? They traded him. They cut him. You don't want to do that. I think when you listening to uh, General Manager Gunkuntz say that Aaron Rodgers is processing and doing all, we in March, man. They don't play to September. How is he gonna get his mind ready in March for a cleansing. game in but September? That's exactly my point, Key. No, that's it's exactly. Like, it, it, it's almost like there's um stop. Because you don't need that, right? No, but I'm saying just it's not that I don't need it. It's just it's a lot. Every player takes a break and a vacation after the season when it's a long season and just disappears for a month or so. Everybody that is – everybody does it. They just do. You catch them on the golf course. They're off in Hawaii. They're over in Europe somewhere. Everybody just disappears for a little bit to kind of detox and let things go. And now when the league year starts, they start to resurface again yep. and start working out and seeing different things. And you'll start to see Aaron Rodgers resurface again in a few weeks. 
I just don't understand why he needed to I tell us. I think he's going to resurface in a week when he makes this decision. Well, I mean, resurface I in just, terms of watching him get into shape yeah. for the season and all that sort of thing. I just feel like Brian has been extremely politically correct every single time there's been a microphone in front of his face. And for a guy that lives in the world of the media and the media is able to dissect every single word that you say and spin it in different narratives, the job he's done staying on a straight path has been pretty – well, you, it's been pretty legit. You have to since handle, the time all this stuff has happened. You have been to legit. handle uh, Aaron Rodgers with white gloves. That's right what now. I'm saying. You have to. It, you Very can tell delicate. the delicacy of yeah. the comments no, I, yeah, because of the white because, gloves. Yes. Because we view everything out of people's own self interest. Like Aaron Rodgers, Chris Canty said something to me. I don't know less than a year ago about this that stuck with me because it helped kind of reframe the way I saw it. And he said he thinks that the main thing for Rodgers is. He wanted to be the one who decided the fate of his Packers career one way or another because Favre didn't. Mm-hmm. The team eventually said, oh, we got well, enough, that guy. Enough playing, though, in and out, in and out. But, okay, but still, but, but, still, still, but still, ultimately yeah. the team said, enough, yeah. right? And we got this Rodgers kid. So when they drafted Jordan Love, what Rodgers saw was they're going to do me the way they did Favre. Mm-hmm. No, and they don't want my input and everything. No, yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to be the decider. So that's the way I've seen it. But there is something else, Jay, that you just said that made me think of something. As much as Aaron Rodgers has made choices and th- said things that I've said, boy, that's not a smart thing to say or think. And I thought that. I don't, I'm not ashamed of saying what I think of someone's intelligence. Um, and other times he's seemed introspective and, and, and careful about the way he thinks about stuff. But at any rate, maybe he's had a very good effect on Gutekunst and the Packers organization because their hubris, their kind of like fatal flaw, seem to be arrogance, right? And and Rodgers may have corrected that in those guys. Gutekunst and, and company maybe needed some humble pie, right? They needed to just engage more in the reality of the world they were in, which is this is not 50 years ago where the quarterback just say, yes, sir, and with special Good athletes – you should not just treat like the 51st guy on the roster, right? They're a little different. And Gutekunst has clearly gotten the message. Yeah. The question is, are the Packers better off now if the GMs realigned his thinking than they used to be? Well, I mean, it kind of puts them in the 2022, right? I mean, it, 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 it kind of tr- transcends the way they used to think. And, and that's, that's what every good business person wants to do, right? Like the, the business that was 10 years ago is no longer the business is today. Like you can give so many different examples about how oh. you're remarketing yourself social media wise. So my thing is I, I think this elevates him if it helps him continue to push the ball down the field with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I'll say it again, and I'll say it again and again and again. Every single organization communicates with their star players about things that they're going to do. Everybody. I don't care if it's Bill Belichick. He's going to communicate with Tom Brady. You want quality information. In the end, he may not let Tom Brady sign off on something, but he's certainly going to let him know, I'm thinking about this with this particular player. But Rodgers was saying that that wasn't happening with this team. And that's their problem. Yeah, so that's been fixed probably. But also, Matt, last thing I'll say really quickly, when you have a microphone on your own platform and you get a chance to refute a lot of things that people may interpret that before, 15 years ago, you you didn't have a platform like that. So now there's a extra applied pressure because just because you say something or if you don't say something, I have a microphone. I can tell you what my truth is. Two more quarterbacks whose futures with their teams are uncertain. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80. Your smart speaker say play ESPN. Pops us right up. You can download the podcast if you open your window and listen closely enough. Jeez. You might be able to hear us. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Guys, Brown's GM Andrew Berry said we've seen Baker Mayfield play at playoff caliber level before. I don't disagree with that, actually. And don't think that there's any reason to think he can't return to that next season. Well, eh. Berry said injuries played a part last season. So here's the question. I mean, first of all, if injuries played a part last season, that means there is a reason to think maybe he can't because if you're not fast and you're not big, you might wind up getting hurt, right? Like that could happen again. Can Baker? There's a reason, as I always tell people, the NFL is a big man's game. Come on, you wouldn't make it in professional football, it's a, it's right? A, it's a big man's game. So, here's the question, though. This is what every franchise has to ask about their quarterback. Not can they play to playoff caliber? Not can they win a playoff game? Can you win a Super Bowl with that guy, Key? Can you win a Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield? You can win a Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield. I can win a Super Bowl with Max. No, you can't. As long as I got 52 other people Not a quarterback, you can't. Pushing forward. The question is really, can he lead a team to a Super Bowl? And I would say no. Hmm. But he can be part of a team that can go to the but Super wait, Bowl. But wait, wait. Before we go any further, you're saying – See, I, I agree with the premise you don't need uh, Aaron Rodgers to win a Super Bowl, right? But that's not the same thing as saying anyone can win a Super Bowl who plays quarterback it, in the it, NFL. It, it is because leading someone is Tom Brady. Sure. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. Give me a Patrick recent example Mahomes. of a quarterback who's won a Super Bowl who you think is anyone. Do you want to take Nick Foles? 
Anyone. Okay. Nick Foles is like the worst regular season type quarterback who, by but, the way. But had a miraculous who, playoff run. Who played out of his mind, mind under pressure. That happens. He, he, he played at the right time and he mm-hmm. hit at the right time. He's a pumpkin. Right. He so, went back to being himself. But but to assume that every quarterback has the pumpkin into into but, whatever but, but, princess. But, but what did the pumpkin turn into? But, a carriage? But a princess? Think, but think about it though, yeah. Max. I could have called Philly special for you as a coordinator. He wasn't the only play that the, he. The, the, that's not. He got famous off Philly special. He got famous off it, but but he made a but lot of plays. I understand Keith. that, but I can call Philly special for you. Put you in that position. I don't know if you'll catch it or not, but. And then if you catch it, Jay, you everything that you did to lead up to that point just got huge. It made it bigger. When you look at Matthew Stafford, for instance, just won a Super Bowl recently. He was part of the team. He didn't lead them to the Super Bowl. He was part of the team because Cooper Cup and, and he's Aaron more Donald, talented than Baker. He, and Aaron Donald he, were the reason agreed. that they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. So Baker Mayfield could still play that type of role with the Cleveland Browns. And but but you're talking about Stafford, who's more talented than Baker. I, I understand, but and even he couldn't lead them. Well, to he led the them right. against Tom Brady. He did. He made he a let, throw. That's a leading. Can Baker yeah, Mayfield win a Super Bowl, Jack? I think the probability is extremely low. I do. I, I kind of agree I, with I, that. I, I agree with what Key is saying as it relates to the team, Miles Garrett yeah. and company, and how yeah. they play and the right pieces. Um, and I love Baker Mayfield. I love the swagger he brings. But if the, the proof is in the body of work, everything I've seen thus far, I've probably seen Baker that end of two years ago, that stretch down the run where I was like, oh, okay, but I haven't seen consistency with that. Where Lamar beat him, but he, but in that game, when Lamar came out of the bathroom, wherever he was, you just, Baker you let his team right yeah. down. The Baker looked good. at Baker. But here's the thing, though. I think you can possibly maybe win a Super Bowl with Baker. You are not possibly, stacking maybe. the deck in your favor. Yeah. You're yeah. banking you, you, on you him can, getting you hot. Can, you can win a Super Bowl with him, but you're banking on certain things and mistakes that he will not make. He's not, again, Tom Brady, and I hate to use that, leads the team to Super Bowl himself on his back. Basketball. LeBron James leads his team to NBA titles on his back. Baker Mayfield is not that type of quarterback. He's just not. He is a guy who is a serviceable guy, making a couple throws. Yeah, he's a, by the way, good. he has a good, strong, accurate arm. He's yeah, just not that strong. big and not that fast. Yeah. Well, yeah. does, does it make sense if you're Cleveland for a guy like Mitchell Trubisky to be on your roster? To And, and Key, I, I know you shrug your shoulders, but we have talked about Mitchell Trubisky when he was in Chicago underneath the uh, incredible footage Matt Nagy to be somebody that could be that player. For but them. you don't want to put that type of pressure Why not? on Baker Mayfield. Why not? Because you just don't. Because he's not there – you, you, you don't want to put the pressure on Baker Mayfield because Mitch, Trubi- Mitch Trubisky is too big of a threat. 100%. I agree with that, Jay. It's, it, with, with Trubisky, you have an immediate controversy. Yeah, exactly. So That's I know, that, Jay, you you're thinking, Jay's thinking, well, you improved your quarterback. Role. No, you don't want to do that, man. But you might not, actually. I just, quarterbacks <sighs> are very, very sensitive in situations, and they will come on this show and Here's my thing. Tell though. me no, but they are. You don't Jay, in other words, if you it. bring in Trubisky, you trade Baker. 
You don't have them both there together. Yeah, but I'm not trading I'm not Baker, trading ba- no. bringing well, in Trubisky. Well, okay, like, so why, why, do, why, why all of a sudden are we in this world where it's like, like if we're talking about we're not sure Baker Mayfield is our guy long term, or even if you're part of the argument where but it's I'm like, not well, to wait, wait, wait a second. Him out, though, Jay. Dude, sometimes when stress you, tests are the best thing to see who the hell you are, man. You can't. Why do, do you think that? we do stress tests for people like you know Richard Jefferson talks about Gilbert Arenas and his stress tests, right? And he's I like, can't. oh, I'm not doing okay. Jay, that may gives I me insight out? into who you uh, are to a degree. Jay, I think no, that no, I think no. Baker Mayfield will rise to that challenge. Okay. I think some players need to be kicked in the ass a little bit to push them to understand Case who Keenum, do you want to be. Case Keenum is already there. I don't need to bring another young dude. They already in. got a guy better than Baker on the roster. They don't need to bring another. Yeah, guy. I don't need to bring right, him no, in and stress him out. I'm with Jay on this. Stressing that people is out. interesting. You were talking about paying you $35 million. You think I'm worried about you getting stressed out? Go earn it. Yeah, but what will happen is if he crumbles, you just wasted the season. What I if he crumbles and he ain't our guy. You don't want to do that. What I like about what you're saying, Jay, is you have a gut feeling about Baker that he will rise to yes. the occasion. Jay, I kind of have the same feeling about the guy. Even if he doesn't have top-end talent, I, I think there is something in there. You, but now I'm thinking about a guy who had top-end talent but I don't think he had that thing. Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz, they gave him the bag and, early. and guess what happened? Yeah. Guess what happened? What did they do? They traded him. No, before oh, they, they, they traded him. They benched him. But they benched him. They because, paid him first. Wait, hold on. They benched him because they drafted a guy in Jalen Hurts. Yep. Guess what that did to him? Yeah, but all, it helped but it, crumble it, it, him. No, no, oh, he's already crumbled. Oh, no, no, it helped crumble. He crumbled himself. Time no. out. Before they himself. ever drafted you don't Jalen. You want to do that, man. Before they Come ever drafted Jalen Hurts. If you tell me that the Giants could go get Mr. Trubisky and put him behind Daniel Jones, that's a different situation. That's going to crumble Daniel because Jones. I We're not worried to, about Daniel Jones? No, because I need to make a major decision on Daniel Jones. You don't have to make a major decision on Baker Mayfield? I already know what Baker Mayfield is. I just need him to stay healthy. I need him to stay healthy. I, or, Andrew Barry already knows what he is. He just needs him to stay healthy. I want to talk about Wentz for a second. By the way, that was your best transition of the day. Talk about Wentz? It was the way you got into the Wentz, best transition I've seen He's yet. He's the transition yes. hawk, man. Just, He's got on eagle eye on the on transition. Yeah, yeah. Circling over. Oh, transition time. <laughs> that one was weird. Good job. All right. So Wentz, I was on first take at the time, and Orlovsky would come on all the time and argue with me, and I was telling him, I saw Wentz deteriorating. Even in the second half of two years, when I was like, he's in the MVP conversation. I thought he was no good. I saw him getting worse and worse and worse. Then they drafted Jalen Hurts, and then he kept getting worse, and he eventually lost his job, and then he got but traded. But the year before okay? they drafted Jalen Hurts, Wentz played, was playing good I didn't think so. mid-season. I didn't he was think playing so. good. I did not think so. And his numbers, he was playing good. If you, I watched him carefully. He was a third down turnover machine in the fourth quarter. I didn't say he didn't turn the ball over. I just said <laughs> okay. And other than that, right? Okay, but now here, this this Chris Ballard, the Colts Colts GM at the press conference, said this about Wentz's future. I don't have a direct answer for you. Um, we're working through it, Jim, Mr. Arsay, and Frank, and I will sit down over the next ten days and and figure out where it's going. Um, but it, ultimately, we do we'll do what's best for the team, for the Colts, both in the short term and in the long term. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit progressive.com. So wait, make is, a break, man. It's is Wentz done in Indy? I wouldn't be done with him in Indy. I think they're making a, a major mistake if they're moving on from a guy that they traded a one and a three, four, first round pick and a third round pick, six, 17 games into a, a season. Now all of a sudden you made a decision that he's not your future. You're going to cut him or trade him for 
another pick. You, you, you just messing things up. You got to give him an opportunity, put some other pieces around him. Look, man, his receiving core is at the bottom five in the National Football League. How you going? And that ain't no quarterback going to be able to operate like that. I don't give a damn who it is. Does that excuse some of the turnovers we saw? No, last it does. Year? It does it. It does so it, Jay. I keep, we, I keep every time there's a Carson Wentz highlight of his turnovers. I wish y'all could see. Keep like, oh, because it's stupid oh. to throw the ball with your other hand but when you get sacked. Here's but the, but the here's sack. the issue with Wentz. It's tantalizing because you see, and I don't think the up end stuff, high end stuff, is there with him as much anymore. But you see, oh, if only he just he played so well, and then this stupid mistake at the end. But, but that gotta, doesn't seem to be getting better. But you got to help him help himself. Okay, Jonathan Taylor's behind you. Run the football and allow him to make a handful of throws to help you. You cannot. He's not a drop back fifty time throw guy. That's just not who he is. I thought he had a very nice bounce back year. I think yeah, he's, he's a really decent good. quarterback. Decent. I think if you want Carson Wentz to game manage, you can find better guys to manage your game than Carson Wentz. You know? So, like, what's he really, really doing there? Other than you've invested a lot in him. Especially with the way you lost to the Raiders and the way that you lost to the Jags in the last two games of the season to make the playoffs. That I mean, was a neat are, trick to keep the Indy man, out of the playoffs, boy. On. That took some special talent. Can anything save Major League Baseball? Get about Carson Wentz for a second. Jesse Rogers, the ESPN MLB reporter, joins us. Jesse's been all over the coverage of MLB negotiations. Jesse, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing today? Well, there have been better mornings for baseball. I mean, you heard there in the sound coming in, hey, there, you can criticize both sides. I hate both sides-ism, right? Because, yes, of course, no one's perfect. So, of course, there's critique on both sides. But you can assign more blame to one side or another. And it seems to me, I subscribe to the theory that the owners had a certain plan and this was one of their contingencies, right? Um, how much progress was really made over the past couple of days? A little bit. I mean, I woke up yesterday and thought they were maybe at the 50 or, or the opponent's 40-yard line, like they were at least moving. But, of course, the hard part is is once you get to the red zone, punching it in. So I, I, th- I thought – Maybe they were halfway there, but then how are you supposed to do the other half in just a few hours, the harder half, right? So that's one of my big criticisms, and this is probably with the league. They they really tried to move a lot of things fast in the final hours, maybe to get to the union to sign off before they can look at the fine print, so to speak, right? Like, why wasn't this going on? They're the ones that instituted the lockout in December. Why wasn't this progress being made incrementally throughout that month, throughout January. That's why it seems like a, um, you know, a publicity it, it, stunt, from, from a PR stunt from the owners to say, oh, see, we gave all this stuff at the 11th hour and they didn't sign off. But, Jesse, it's so instructive to me, and you might think I'm, like, looking too deep into it. You just used a football metaphor to describe what's going on. Baseball has been so marginalized culturally that you didn't say, hey, they were rounding first on their way to second or they were just past second base. You went to football because people actually care about football. Yeah, and that's uh, something I talked about with my colleagues. If this same labor problem happened in football, it, it could get ugly. It could get nasty. They could even miss games. And then once they're back, everybody be happy they're back, right? This is a different story. The product on the field is a problem, and now the economics off the field is a problem. It's the, it's the last sport that needed something like this. Um, maybe it'll be quick, and what we can, we'll can we forget about it soon enough, but there's no guarantee of that as well. Now, again, I'm a, 
I'm not as, oh, God, everything the union did was right, that the owners are evil as much as other people um, out there. I, I, I'm pro-player. They're the stars. I get it. But I don't think they negotiated perfectly either. They are getting gains. They are getting gains, things that have never been part of baseball or have been something they fought for for a long time and are getting. No draft pick compensation, a pre-arbitration pool, a lottery draft. There are gains. So hopefully they go back to Monday's progress and pick it up from there and ignore what happened yesterday, right? Um, the, the league thinks the union was playing as many games as the union thinks the league was playing. And I will push back on one narrative. I don't think 27 owners wanted to sit out in April. I just don't believe that. Mm. Maybe three, four, five are like, yeah, we, we could deal without April. I just, and I don't believe like 27 overs don't care about winning. Now there might be five, six that don't, don't, but the majority of owners wanted to play. The majority of owners wanted to strike a deal. I, I know it, it's a narrative that's out there, um, and I would say the majority of players wanted to strike a deal. But on both sides, I I do think there's some, I don't want to say bad actors, but some that had different kind of goals. But certainly the league needs to move further in the, in the union's direction. Jesse Rogers, ESPN MLB reporter, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. So what's the you, you gave us a lot there, right? But yeah. what is the biggest sticking point to get this deal done and over the top? Yeah, from the beginning, everyone thought it would be the competitive balance tax, and it still is. Um, and that's, it's such a tricky thing because this is the number that if teams go over it, we're talking about salaries, payroll, they have to pay a tax. And the big market teams are kind of aligned with the union, right? They'd rather pay a player than pay a tax, so they want that to go up, actually. But the mid to small market teams are not going to agree to it. Um, the, you know, teams like the Brewers or maybe the Cardinals don't want thing to, that that to go up because the Yankees will pay per, for a player that the Brewers can't afford. And you know, the feeling is, look, if you can't afford it, then get out of baseball, right? But Ron Manfred will say it over and over again: it's a competitive balance issue. And you have to remember, the league is not trying to ram a hard salary cap down the throat of the union. So, as the league likes to say, it's the only sport where there's a payroll difference of five times. You know, one team is way down here, and the other teams are way up here. And the other sports don't have that because you have a salary cap. So that number has not gone up enough. It hasn't gone up with revenues, and the players are going to hold out until that happens because when that number goes up, star players can sign $300 million contracts with those rich teams that are willing to spend it. But those you know, I guess less rich teams don't want it to go up because it gives a competitive balance, you know, in favor of the other ones. So that's complicated, I know, but I think you, you get it. They want that top number to go up so that star players can get paid. Jesse, with this whole lockout happening, what do you think happens to the popularity of baseball moving forward? I, th- I think it depends how long it lasts. We, we're all angry today, but in two weeks, if, Camps are open, and you know you're you're back to to opening day uh, late April, early May. Heck, the weather's better, and most cities opening day might be more fun for people if they play five months or five and a half months and solve the economic issues. And it's a healthy sport off the field for the next four and a half years, I guess at this point, four years and five months, then it, it's okay. But if we go into May, I mean, if we miss a full month, I think that's where the damage really begins to happen. 
my prediction is they have a deal by mid-March. I think within you know a few days to to four or five, they get back at it, and maybe they pick up where they left off on Monday, as I mentioned. They hammer out some things, including that CBT, and we're back by mid-month. It's not the worst thing in the world. Then they have to fix the game on the field, and that's probably even a bigger task. Jesse Rogers, before I let you go, we're up against it a little bit, but I think that's excellent work out of you. But I just want to disprove the nonsense that the owners are peddling. Okay, it's utter mm-hmm. nonsense. has zero. When I say zero to do with a competitive balance, I mean absolutely nothing. It's simply a transfer of wealth from labor to ownership, and I will prove it to you in five seconds. Here it is. If it was true what the owners were saying, then the competitive balance tax would go directly towards the beneficiaries who get the tax would go directly towards player salaries. 100% of the money transfer in the tax from the, from the big market teams would go to the small market teams, but they would be required to spend 100% of it on player salaries. But that's not something the owners would sign up for, is it? Nope, and that's why they competitive bounce. Nothing, not even a little bit, not even one percent. It's a hundred percent profit. And they push back on any changes to revenue sharing because those small market teams will not vote for it because they love getting that revenue sharing and then putting putting it in their pockets. In their pockets. That's right. I can't tell you how many times the Pirates came up in these discussions as the example of a crappy organization that will never spend, Mm. and it came up a lot in the room this week. Thank you, Jesse. Appreciate it. Jesse Rogers, ladies and gentlemen, excellent work out of our ESPN MLB reporter. All right, Jesse. Can John Take Morant care. Thanks, Jesse. Can John Morant lead the Grizzlies to an NBA championship? To an NBA championship. Not are they title contenders? Can he lead them to a championship? G Sean, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. What's our level of concern? Zero, 50, or to the max. This is zero to the max. To the Max is brought to you by Toyota here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Make a powerful statement every time you pull up in the pickup that's five changing the game, the all-new Tundra Toyota. Let's go places. All right, so we're playing to the max pl- t- players, 25 or under, who can lead their team to a championship in the next five years. Okay, Pat, take it away. Well, guys, let's start with John Morant. He's been in the news lately. Zero fifty to the max that he can lead the Grizzlies to a title in the next five years. I'll go to the max. 
I, I, I said it before, I think they can get to the NBA Finals this year. Uh, we'll see if Draymond Green can come back. We'll see what happens with CP3 down the stretch for Phoenix. But I, I'm trying to tell you all, man, this dude can take this team to new heights for Memphis, to the max. Yeah, I'm going max all the way. I think Memphis is a dip. If he was playing in a city that I thought was eh, I would say different. But because he's in Memphis, and Memphis is in a – Believe it or not, a small market, but it's attractive to free agents. I think he can get some veteran guys to join him. You could cut that down to three years, and I would go to the max on this dude. To the max. Zion Williamson, 0-50 to the max, that he can lead a team to a championship in the next five years. Don't look at me. That's when you know the question is messed up. Not the Pelicans, a team. Mm -hmm. A team. Yep. I don't know if I see Zion Williamson leading a team Bingo. to a championship, but I think he could be a piece of a championship team. So Baker Mayfield. I would, I would go – I can't say Baker Mayfield with Zion Williamson, but I would go maybe 50%. You said what, Pat? I said I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. It sounds like what Keith said about Baker it's Mayfield. the same thing I said about Baker Mayfield. But there's a difference. Yeah, I want to get he, into that. He's not just serviceable. Like, the no, numbers he I didn't puts say, up be I didn't numbers, say he was right? serviceable. You, they said lead a team. Well, you you said, said a piece you just like Baker I said. No, but here's a piece. So where are you no. going? Key, I'm curious. Where are you on it? Ooh, zero. Okay. Oh. This is why I'm zero. I'm For zero. Jay's reason, I'm zero. I don't think it's the same as Baker. I think he can be on a championship team. But well, that of course he, he could but be that he and he could even be one of the two, two best players on the championship team, unlike Baker. But lead the team? I don't think he'd ever well, see, lead, lead the lead team the, based yeah, on what think, I've yeah, seen. Personality could, traits, things of that sort. Yeah. Of thing. I don't yeah. think he could lead the team. No, yeah. right. But he could be on one. He, he could, could be, be on one, one, and he could be part of the two a strong nucleus, three to get best there. players yeah, on the for team. Sure. Yes, yeah. But he's going to need a leader with him, who's maybe a little better than him, right? All right, we're playing to the max. Players 25 or under who can lead their team to a championship in the next five years. Devin Booker. Jay, let's start with you on this one. I'll say to the max, I think one of the best things to ever happen to D-Book is having CP3 around him for the last couple years. They have a tight relationship. And the one thing I will say about Chris Paul, he's one of the best leaders in all of sports. And I think this is the next iteration or evolution of Devin Booker. We all know he's an elite scorer. He can be shoot daggers. But you need to see that leadership aspect come out of his, out of him personally. I, I think it can happen. I think it's to the max. He's the one athlete that I think has somewhat got rid of the myth of the Kardashian curse because <laughs> he's continuing to ball out. So, yes, to the max. Now, realize you can only have five to the maxes because there's only five years you're dealing with. We're saying championship team in the next five, championship in the next five years. I'm also going to go to the max. Book gives me the feeling, Devin Booker, the way I got from Kyrie Irving, and they both remind me of Kobe in a way. Whatever twists or turns things take, them dudes are built for championships. Like, there's some dude, like, I don't think Kyrie's done winning championships, and I think Booker's got at least one in him, too, so I'm going to go to the max. Mm. Luka Doncic, can he lead his team to a championship in the next five years? 0-50 to the max. Key, let's start with you. I, I, to the max. I think he can. Jay Kidd is coaching him up. He's playing well. Like, Luca, I, I started to really dive into him last year and just watching him. Jay told me, he said, man, you got to watch him, Key. I'm like, yeah, but his body. Jay said, so what? <laughs> and just his ability to just do everything is remarkable. And I think if they get, get another star player to align with him, 
for sure. It may take – yeah, five years is a while, yeah, though. Yeah. It ain't like around the corner. I'll say to the max – I mean, look, the, the physical attributes for Luka speak for itself. I'll say to the max because of my guy, Mark Cuban, will find – like, he's one of these owners that will go through any – Leave no stone unturned. To yeah. stop, he will not stop until he finds the right piece to be partnered with Luca to yeah, get there. Just get him a piece. Yes, I'm going to go to the max. Luca has what? Not not in terms of his like running or jumping ability, right? He has what LeBron has. He has what Magic and Bird have had. He the has size with yeah with a killer in him and a genius level basketball IQ. That's what it looks like yes. to me. So so I'm going to go to the max. He's really good. Three to the max so far. <laughs> Three. I got three, yeah. I think that's all I so have. So, wait, go we only can go five? Go ahead, Pat. Trey Young, 0-50 to the max. Players 25 or under who could lead their team to a title in the next five years. Jay, what do you think? I, I just don't. I don't. I say zero. I don't. And I, Trey Young's all-star. He's a beast. I love watching him play. Um, I just don't know if I see the pieces being around him in Atlanta, considering how loaded the Eastern Conference is. I, I echo Jay. Zero. Everything Jay said I was going to say. I'm going to go 50. I think he has – he doesn't have the talent Steph has, but he has a similar built game, but I think he's more built for the playoffs. I think the dude's going to shine in the playoffs, and I'll go 50 on him. Steph had Clay Thompson and Draymond. No, he ain't got that. Five years still you can get it. I was going to say the same thing you just said. (laughs) Five years you can go get it, but I'm with you I was going to say the same thing Jay just said again. Keyshawn Johnson. Yes, that is correct. LaMelo Ball. 0-50 Zero fifty to the max that he can lead his team to a championship in the next five years. The future face of the league, right? The Charlotte Hornets? That's his the, team, right? The 50 is because I think he can, except it won't be in Charlotte. It'll be in L.A. <laughs> LA. as a Laker. Mm-hmm. Of course it will. I'm just no, telling I, you. Hey, man, I, I agree with Key on this because if there's one place that LaMelo Ball's <laughs> team is built for, I'm just trying – it's like that LeBron James. There's a feeling about that, so I'll go 50 on Lamelo. I'm going to the max in LA. How many years till he gets to LA? Is it? Five? It might not be five. Maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll go. No, f- he'll be in LA. I mean, it's well. How many years is he in the league now? Two. Two. So how long is that? Three? I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go 50 because he's gonna need a year or two in LA when he gets well, there. So get, it's gonna be like seven he'll years. He'll get a crazy rookie extension though. Like they're not gonna. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, not yeah, gonna yeah, pass yeah. on that. No. One no. franchise. No one ever does. One franchise could be moving on from their quarterback and their running back. No. Quarterback, it could happen. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.